we discovered about four o'clock in the afternoon um, a dead cow. Its tongue sliced out, its heart exposed. There was no bullet holes, no nothing. A perfect incision where her uterus, uh, or pardon me, where her udder was missing and they also took other reproductive parts and an eye was missing as well. I looked at first to see her tongue was gone then immediately noticed the udder had completely been removed. But somebody had to tranquilize her and then give her a shot of that stuff to colligate your blood. And we suspect cow mutilation. They was getting ready to make a sacrifice, I think, to the devil over that red moon. Anytime you get a bad change in the moon like that, you'll see this stuff come up. A perfect incision where her uterus, or pardon me, where her udder was missing and they also took other reproductive parts and an eye was missing as well. Something happened to these cows and it, it's not something that you see every day. It's not in your normal. So something else is going on. Just keep your eyes and ears open, boys. Welcome to the second episode of Theft of Moon. Wherein I record the process of the Earth being lunified, of being barrenized, of being rendered the wasteland. You better not have weights tied to your feet. They'll steal your heart, tear you apart, limb from limb. It's been a blast working on this shit. Today we'll be talking about cattle a human encounter with the paranormal and how it produces itself in a predictable ways. Sometimes the interesting thing about the paranormal is that you can watch people's brain break. Sometimes on a small scale, and sometimes on a big scale. Life is but a dream, obviously. So without further ado, we're going to Prineville. Drag yourself out of the hormonal miasma that used to be the coastal rainforest and up over the Cascade Range to the dry and highlands of eastern Oregon. On the coast, you are surrounded by clever and useless people in north face jackets and intelligent shoes. This side of the mountain seems to be populated primarily by Republican signage and cowboy gift shops. Not very many people live out this way. Every town seems to have built the set of a John Wayne movie on the main drag filled with American dreams of pioneers and failed small businesses. A sense of fronted pride and desperation clings to every sad enterprise. The grand adventurous dreams are constructed out of fake memories of a time that never existed. Just outside of Prineville, Oregon, 11 Facebook data centers dominate the landscape like fantastic fortresses. Supposedly, they hold the less urgent data, the old stuff, the profiles and pictures of the dead and deleted. The ridges form a bowl around Prineville, 
holding her last drops of life together against a world that offers only disease and catastrophic forest fires and political strife. Beyond the ridges, mostly to the inland east, as the grasslands the struggle to produce beef for a vanishing social club of rugged individualist cattlemen. Entering from the west, the road is guarded by the data centers, surrounded as they are by security trucks and weird-looking fencing that gives the impression of having some horrible, unknowable effect on any who dare trespass or touch it. To the south is Bend, Oregon. There's a college there. The Facebook employees probably commute from Bend. They probably don't even drink the water when they're forced to stop in Prineville for gas. Now that I think of it, they probably don't stop for gas in whatever electric hybrid quantum go-kart they're sliding around in. Me and my buddy went to Prineville and climbed a hill to an abandoned hospital on the north edge of town. We looked out over the town nestled in its bowl. And we looked out over the land around it. I remember feeling dizzy, which I feel dizzy when I go up and down around mountains. I go way up in elevation and then way down and then way up. And Anyway, it'll make me puke eventually, but I wasn't there yet. I was just very, a little bit off. Um, I remember there was a quarry or something. There was a big hole in the ground and there was a big pile next to it. Couldn't really tell you what's north of Prineville. Above Prineville, though, the sky hung there glaring at us, perfectly and painfully blue, the sun wide open like a burning eye, an idiot's painting of a sky on the ceiling of a vast and empty chapel nobody could have possibly wanted to construct. That's what I came here to see, because there are six dead cows out here somewhere, and I'm pretty sure that sky killed them. I just wanted to have a look at it and see it for myself. A letter to Director Rosak of the FBI from a Senator Haskell concerning a disturbing trend. Dear Mr. Rosak, For several months, my office has been receiving reports of cattle mutilations throughout Colorado and other western states. At least 130 cases in Colorado alone have been reported to local officials and the Colorado Bureau of Investigation. The Colorado Bureau of Investigation has verified that the incidents have occurred for the last two years in nine states. The ranchers and rural residents of Colorado are concerned and frightened by these incidents. The bizarre mutilations are frightening in themselves. In virtually all the cases, the left ear, left eye, Rectum and sex organ of each animal has been cut away and the blood drained from the carcass, but with no traces of blood left on the ground and no footprints. In Colorado's Morgan County area, there have also been reports that a helicopter was used by those who mutilated the carcasses of the cattle, and several persons have been reported being chased by a similar helicopter. Because I am gravely concerned by this situation, I am asking that the Federal Bureau of Investigation enter the case. Although the CBI has been investigating the incidents, and local officials also have been involved, the lack of a central unified direction has frustrated the investigation. It seems to have progressed little, except for the recognition, at long last, that the incidents must be taken seriously. Now it appears that ranchers are arming themselves to protect their livestock, as well as their families and themselves 
because they are frustrated by the unsuccessful investigation. Clearly something must be done before someone gets hurt. The fact that allegations have been made of the loss of livestock in 21 states under similar circumstances strongly suggests the very real possibility that the crossing of state lines is somehow involved, and this alone, I feel, should justify the participation of the FBI in this case. I urge you to begin your investigation as soon as possible and to contact my office to discuss in more detail the incidents I have described. We stand ready to give you all possible assistance. Sincerely, Floyd K. Haskell, United States Senator. The more it happens, the more questions you get, and the more you try to research and learn, uh, you just you find more and more things that make you ask more questions. A woman drew a long black hair out tight and fiddled whisper music on those strings. And bats with baby faces in the violet light whistled and beat their wings. And crawled head downward down a blackened wall, and upside down in air were towers, tolling reminiscent bells that kept the hours, and voices singing out of empty cisterns and exhausted wells. In this decayed hole among the mountains, in the faint moonlight, the grass is singing over the tumbled graves about the chapel. There is the empty chapel, only the wind's home. It has no windows, and the door swings. Dry bones can harm no one. Chapel Perilous, like the mysterious entity called I, cannot be located in the space-time continuum. It is weightless, odorless, tasteless, and undetectable by ordinary instruments. Indeed, like the ego, it is even possible to deny that it is there. And yet, even more like the ego, once you are inside it, there doesn't seem to be any way to ever get out again. Until you suddenly discover that it has been brought into existence by thought, and does not exist outside thought. Everything you fear is waiting with slavering jaws in Chapel Perilous, but if you are armed with the wand of intuition, the cup of sympathy, the sword of reason, and the pentacle of valor, you will find there, the legends say, the medicine of metals, the elixir of life, the philosopher's stone, true wisdom and perfect happiness. That's what the legends always say. And the language of myth is poetically precise. For instance, if you go into that realm without the sword of reason, you will lose your mind. But at the same time, if you take only the sword of reason without the cup of sympathy, you will lose your heart. Even more remarkably, if you approach without the wand of intuition, you can stand at the door for decades, never realizing you have arrived. You might think that you are just waiting for a bus, or wandering from room to room looking for your cigarettes, watching a TV show, or reading a cryptic and ambiguous book. Chapel Perilous is tricky that way. A written response to a Senator Curtis from FBI Director Clarence M. Kelly. Dear Senator Curtis, This is to acknowledge receipt of your letter of September 4th with enclosure concerning the recent maiming and killing of cattle in several Nebraska communities. Someone is playing a deadly game. 
On August 23rd, I answered your letter of August 21st and indicated I was having a representative of our Omaha office contact Mr. George Hitchcock of Stewart, Nebraska, to determine whether the facts constituted a possible violation of law within the investigative jurisdiction of the FBI. There's a formula to it! A very simple formula! Everybody's a suspect! I have just received a communication from our Omaha office which sets forth the results of interviews with Mr. Hitchcock and Charles Fox, Sheriff of Holt County, Nebraska. He didn't do anything. Based on the information furnished by these individuals, it appears that no federal law within the investigative jurisdiction of the FBI has been violated. Inasmuch as there is no indication of interstate transportation of the maimed or killed animals. I am informed that this matter is currently under investigation by the Nebraska State Patrol and law enforcement officers in the counties involved. Sincerely yours, C.M. Kelly, Clarence M. Kelly, Director. Did you really put her liver in the mailbox? Because I heard that they found her liver in the mailbox next to her spleen and her pancreas. There is power, power, wonder, working power. There is power in the blood of the land. So I don't have a fucking Bible lying around. I had to Google it. Um... But if you, like me, were thinking cattle in the desert missing organs, obviously it's the Jews. Well, here's Leviticus. <laughs> and the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, If someone sins by failing to testify when he hears a public charge about something he has witnessed, whether he's seen it or learned of it, he shall bear the iniquity. Or if a person touches anything unclean, whether the carcass of an unclean wild animal or livestock or crawling creature, even if he is unaware of it, he is unclean and guilty. Or if he touches human uncleanness, <clears throat> anything by which one becomes unclean, even if he is unaware of it, when he realizes it, he's guilty. Or if someone swears thoughtlessly with his lips to do anything good or evil, in whatever matter a man may rashly pronounce an oath, even if he is unaware of it, when he realizes it, he is guilty in the matter. If someone incurs guilt in one of these ways, he must confess the sin he has committed. He must bring his guilt offering to the Lord. For the sin he has committed, a female lamb or goat from the flock is the sin offering. And the priest will make atonement for him concerning his sin. Uh, yeah. That's if you do it. And if the people do it, they take a bull, they remove its blood and sprinkle it all over the fucking altar. And uh, they take all the fat out of it and the kidneys and the liver and uh, burn that and uh, its guts and all of it. Wait a minute. Ooh, doo, doo. Okay, let's just go through this. 
Then the anointed priest shall take some of the bull's blood and bring it into the tent of meeting. The priest is to dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle some of it seven times before the Lord in front of the veil of the sanctuary. The priest must then put some of the blood on the horns of the altar of fragrant incense that is before the Lord in the tent of meeting, and he is to pour out the rest of the bull's blood at the base of the altar of burnt offering at the entrance to the tent of meeting. Then he shall remove all the fat from the bull of the sin offering, the fat that covers the entrails, all the fat that is on them, both kidneys with the fat on them near the loins, the lobe of the liver, which he is to remove with the kidneys, just as the fat is removed from the ox of the peace offering. Then the priest shall burn them on the altar of burnt offering. But the hide of the bull and all its flesh, with its head and legs and entrails and dung, all the rest of the bull, he must take outside the camp to ceremoniously clean place, where the ashes are poured out, and there he must burn it on a wood fire in the ash heap. So, whether it's aliens, or Satanists, or your preferred scapegoat, uh... We're supposed to be burning it. <laughs> you're walking through the desert. You're walking through the pines. You're walking along the ridge in classic cowboy territory. And you find a dead cow. people are subconsciously aware that they are unclean, that they have sinned against the land. This isn't an accusation I'm making. It's hard not to feel some guilt for the state of the world, and there are times when a deep uncleanliness hangs over my mind as well. But I do take issue with the manner in which these inner understandings are communicated. Cow person, your cow has died. The remnant memory of your barbarian god has taken it from you and the animal you were supposed to protect has been left eviscerated in the desert. You can blame aliens and Israel and Satanists all you want, but sooner or later your god will catch up with you. Because it is you, cow person, who is the alien in this landscape. It is you who drag around your millennia-old tribal customs, and you who worship each Sunday with acts of ritual cannibalism, consuming the blood and body of your murdered god. You or one wacky motherfucker. To be close to you is to be in a perilous state of aggressive ignorance, the knowledge of our lack of knowledge pressing in to fill the distance between our experiences. It is like being in a room that is slowly filling with water. It's like being in the desert and hearing music and being unable to find where the music is coming from. You are becoming the place you've destroyed, cow person. You are the eviscerator and the mutilated in one form. You are the mountains in the clear cuts. I think you are quite beautiful in some ways. You also make me horribly, horribly nauseous. Would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Folks, that's what we have for this evening 
Sun's entertainment. Our western sun is receding beyond the endless empty Pacific Ocean to its land of the dead where it shall rest until the morning after. And I myself potentially be going on another month's long break because I do what I want and I want to do. So, see you next time on Theft Hey, this stuff works great! <laughs>